to Enhance the UK's Undressing Disability podcast, where we strip back all things taboo on sex and disability. Hello and welcome to the Undressing Disability podcast. To be proud of our identities, whatever they may be, is a really liberating and empowering feeling for many of us. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about pride in all of its forms with two people who know lots about it. Carly and Ian from the brilliant organisation Pride in London. So hello both of you, thank you so much for your time and it's wonderful to have you here. Ian, first of all, it would be great to hear more about Pride in London and what it means to you. And then Carly, if we could hear about how you got involved and what you like most about your role, that would be great. Hi guys, I'm Ian, uh, one of, I'm Deputy Director of Events for Pride in London, and I'm also one of the founding members of Pride in London. Um, what Pride in London means to me, Pride in London Pride in itself is a chance to, to be who I want to be. Uh, Pride in London was, in my mind, set up to, to, to open the door to everyone to be themselves and to have a platform where wherever you sit in the LGBTQI plus spectrum, you could be yourself 100% all the time, and that's what Pride in London means to be openness and uh, in- openness, inclusivity, and uh, acceptance. Okay, what a lovely introduction. That's perfect. <laughs> and Carly, if we could hear from you and how you got involved, what you love about your role, but, but I guess also what it means to you as well. Absolutely. I don't know how you follow that. You, you, you don't be in there. <laughs> yeah, so it's great to be here. Thank you, Enhanced UK, for inviting us down. Um, yeah, how I got involved. So I planned um, my full-time work, so University of East London's first entry into the Pride Parade in 2019. It was the first time as an institution we've been going from 1898 that we'd ever been featured in the Pride Parade. And I'll never experience a feeling like that feeling ever before. And from then, I saw an opening of an event manager coming up within the Pride in London events team. And then from that, I've been with the team for a year. I'm now deputy head of year round events. Thank you to Ian. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll continue to keep growing the team. And uh, I just I just love it. I love working with the community. I love working uh, to get that LGBTQI plus community together, even in a pandemic and, and, and hosting and, and managing and developing the Coming Out site, which is a brand new events platform for the LGBT community, um, which is accessed all year round. It's not just for the Pride Parade or the Pride event. It is all year round. has been an absolute joy and I can't wait to continue my work with Ian and the rest of the team on that. Oh, that's so lovely. And I can tell you've got plenty of experience plugging these things. That's perfect, Carly. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> and I guess an extension of, of what both of you have just been saying, if you feel comfortable talking about this, it'd be nice to just hear a bit more personally from you both what pride means to you individually. And how would you describe that feeling of being proud of your identity to our listeners? Ladies first, I guess. Oh, he's a gentleman all the way around. I love it. But yeah, I think he touched on it uh, on, on the pride and, and what that meant to him. But for me, I, I'll, I keep on going about that euphoric feeling that I, I felt being on that float in the parade of pride and having 1.5 million people in 2019 all be there just to celebrate that acceptance, that understanding of the LGBTQI plus community. There is no ever, there's not a feeling that I don't think I'll ever experience that's like that. Uh, I think that was just, you know, everyone from different diverse backgrounds all coming together was absolutely amazing. But it's that feeling of acceptance, that understanding, that being able to be me, 
you know, that's that's all it was. I've never been one to fly the flag. Like, you have to accept who I am. You know, it is who I am. But it's about talking, that understanding and making sure that everyone's open to that um, is massive. And I, I've been reading, I keep seeing this quote that diversity, it's all about diversity and inclusion, of course, the big D&I words that everybody hears. Um, but I keep reading and coming across this quote that diversity is being asked to the party and inclusion is being asked to dance at that party. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really, really kind of lovely phrase to kind of sum up kind of pride and, and what that means. Thank so you. for me, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm obviously um, a little bit older than both of you, uh, <laughs> um, but I've, I've also been very lucky. I've never ever had a problem as a, as a um, gay man. As, you know, I've never had a problem. I've never, I, I, am, I come from a privileged background. I've never been in a situation which is, I've, I've not been able to be myself. So I, for me, Pride in London was a chance to, I've been, I've been involved in, in, in giving back to the community for God. 15, 20 years now, maybe, um, in various ways. And for me, it was a chance to, to give back in a way that I know how to. I'm not an activist. You don't see me getting all vocal about things because that's just not my thing. I mean, I'm, I'm a performer. I'm an opera singer. I do things for the performer community. I wanted to help my community. Although people think the performing arts uh, is a very open environment, um, I can tell you it's not. Um, and I wanted, to be, I wanted to give the performing arts a voice. And then that kind of grew and grew and grew. Um, so for me, Pride in London, it became a chance to, to help people that have not been as lucky as myself to have a voice. That's what it became. So it's not about me as such. It's about what I've been able to give the community to give them a voice. Because sometimes, I mean, I'm loud. I'm outspoken. I, I, I'm very happy with me. But not yet. Carly's just nodding. Yes, yes. Yeah, it absolutely is. <laughs> um, but, but, but not everyone is as happy as I am. And, and you know, and it takes, as we all know, it takes, it takes a lot of guts to be yourself. Mm. It takes a lot of guts to say, you know what, I'm here, accept me as me. So I joined Pride to give people a voice, and that's why we're still here. Basically. And I think I kind of wanted to bring in this discussion, the pride of being disabled as well. Of, of course, you know, Pride is for that LGBTQI plus community, and that's absolutely what it should be there for. But I think sometimes... But for us as a charity and hence the UK, we're also trying to empower disabled people to be proud in their impairments and their identities as well. And I'm I'm a wheelchair user and I feel very proud to be a wheelchair user. And I feel that more and more disabled people are publicly becoming proud of their impairments and their identities. So, Ian, a question to you is pride as as an event changing? Uh, and is there more of an openness towards people who maybe identify as disabled and also in the LGBTQI plus community? And what's uh, happened that's really positive? What work is there still to be done? Absolutely. So um, so I myself am visually impaired. I, not many people know about it, but I've got no problem. Um, and I'm very proud of being visually impaired. Mm-hmm. I, I, like we all make adjustments. Um and what I'm, so, so inclusivity for me and especially, um, helping the disabled community be, feel part of it is very important. So, um, I don't, I don't know if you're aware, but we were awarded, award, so Access is Everything, the organization Access is Everything. Yes. We were awarded, awarded bronze in 2018. And then we actually went up to gold in 2019. Oh, amazing. Um, we have maintained 29 gold. And of course we will, we have to keep certain standards to be with this. 
Um, we all our volunteers receive um, inclusivity training, and also um, they they um, they receive very specialized training on how to work with all types, whatever those situations are. And we do never ask the questions. You never will see. You will never see us asking a question about a disability or identity or anything like that. To us, it doesn't matter. We accept everyone, irrelevant to who they are, where they came from, aspirations, etc. So, I mean, this, this, we always have lots of work to do. Don't I mean? I think the world has a lot of work to do when it comes to acceptance. Absolutely. <laughs> You're nodding at me because I completely agree, Emily. Um, but little things like that. I mean, for example, things that we are we're looking at um, going forward. We want to put uh, shuttle buses to let to collect people from the station to take them to the parade areas. We want to better our um, uh, dedicated access to um, area for volunteers at, at the front of the parade. Um, we want to identify people that need queue jumps in certain areas to help them access certain like certain certain stages and stuff like that. Um, in, improve our mobile loo uh, mobile facilities for people mm -hmm. that need specialist facilities. Um, we are every year we add more BSL interpretation on our stages. So every year we up stage. So we always started with Trafalgar Square and every year we've added one to the, you know, to the mm -hmm. footprint. We've got to improve and I think we're always wanting to improve our information, the way we deliver information on our website. So that's also always in cost and improvement. Um, and we also want to help with people that have um, care animals, people with the dogs, for example, have them in an area that can have a quiet space, an area for the dogs to relax. Because it's very important if you're, if you're visually impaired and you have a guide dog, the dogs with a lot of noise and also people can get very stressed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something we've identified. Uh, I mean, just the list goes on and on. <laughs> but we, the nearest to say the accessibility, we have a, we have a dedicated accessibility team that look at these issues all year round and they make sure that all the other schemes outside in London fit within that. So the coming out platform, one of the things that coming out team are always looking at accessibility and make sure that all the venues and all the events we work with as much as possible fulfill accessibility requirements. So there you go. That's what we're doing. That's amazing. Wow. Thank you so much, Ian. And I think that's really important to talk about those things, because quite often when it comes to physical events, you know, in a, in a non-COVID environment, physical events yeah. where we're all going to, I think a lot of disabled people don't attend to these things because they feel that they won't be accessible or inclusive to them. So having that discussion about what is available is, is really valuable. So thank you for that. And also, I think, I think I need to say that we're not always going to get it right, but we mm. always try to get it right. Um, and you know, if, if, if we don't do something right, we always welcome the feedback to go, actually, what can we do better so we can make it better? And that's how we've evolved through the years, really. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. And a question for you, Carly, as well. So, for people who are maybe still struggling with their identity and finding it difficult or problematic to feel that pride around their identity, whether they're disabled and um, part of the LGBTQI plus community or of another minority group, what words of encouragement and wisdom would you give to them? And are there any great resources you could direct them to? Yeah, great question. I think before I answer the question, I'm going to set the scene a little bit. 
Please. Not too long. <laughs> but I think uh, a few years back, I travelled with your CEO, Jenny, in Hats UK to Serbia yep. to train um, uh, males, 18, aged 18 to 30, in the hills of Serbia, um, with all different impairments that they had about just because they have these impairments, it's about what you express. It doesn't mean that you can't lead this normal life, inverted commas, that we're all apparently need to strive for. Uh, and we had a week of them uh, living with them, staying with them, going out with them, training with them. Uh, and it came to the kind of last session of the week. And we decided to do a debate of against LGBTQ and pro LGBTQ to sit in a room full of 30 males, 18 to 30 in Serbia. So not too sure whether you're familiar with Serbia at the time. Wasn't too gay friendly. Um, so, yeah. As you can imagine, the, the the team that was against LGBTQ were coming out with every kind of derogatory comment you could think of. And there was only myself that defined as LGBTQ in the room at the time. Um, when we got to the pro side, um, it was silent. And these guys I'd been joking with, laughing with all week. Some had asked me on dates. They were all sat there just like, oh, we've got nothing to say, Colin. Absolutely nothing to say at all. Positive. And I was like, OK. And then Jenny, enhanced CEO, said, is anyone in this room, do they define as LGBTQ? And I felt myself shaking as the against what were, you know, were saying all these derogatory things were going mad. And I put my hand up and I didn't think that I would. I didn't think that I felt safe, didn't think I would. But the reaction that I got when I did is something that I will never, ever forget. And it's that impact that 13, 30 guys in that room that day went into that room with a perception of what LGBTQ mm. was. And leaving that room, I believe that a lot of them, them thoughts had changed. And that, for me, was a pinnacle moment. You know, they were asking for selfies. They were asking for pretty much autographs. It's like, whoa, just for being gay. I was like, this is amazing. It felt like King Kardashian. Um, so it was amazing. So with that in mind, I think it's, it's going back to what Ian said about I was never an activist. I'm not one to be like, whoa, we have to do this. But to make little changes like that, to have discussions, to talk openly about being LGBTQI+, and they're the little things that are really going to make a difference. And I, I wrote a blog for yourselves and a lot of other companies and in my recent work uh, I've had students and staff that have approached me discreetly to say thank you so much for sharing your story thank you that you know I didn't have struggles as Ian didn't I wasn't I was very fortunate and lucky but just to say look we're here we're queer and we're here to yeah. bloody say <laughs> that is a message that needs to needs to emulate out and I think it is just about don't panic about pronouns and all these and what the plus means. I went, me and Ian are still learning that. You know, I don't think we can confidently, we can confidently not say what LGBTQ plus everything it is, you know, but we're open, we're open to learn. We want to listen. We want to listen to them voices. And that's the most important thing I think that I'd, I'd, I'd offer of words of encouragement and wisdom. As for resources coming out, let's keep plugging it. Coming Coming out. out. Coming out the Pride in London website, which is available all year round, even through the pandemic, please go there for all community events, wherever you are in the world, it is there for you. Um, we've got the LGBT History Month, which is coming up in February. So LGBT, the LGBTQI plus History Month uh, website is available for all resources. If you're homeschooling at the minute, there's plenty on there for kids. Um, uh, the theme is body, mind and spirit. So lots, lots of events to do with that and, and mental wealth and health and, and well-being. ELOP is a fantastic LGBTQ plus mental health charity for anybody struggling in the pandemic. There's lots of resources with ELOP as well. And then Stonewall Housing, which Enhance the UK will feature on a podcast coming up uh, in the next few weeks. 
anybody struggling in the pandemic that is living in a in a place that they feel unsafe in mm. or, or struggling with stonewall housing are there to offer advice to help rehome um so plenty i could go on forever about the resources but yeah i'll shut up now and let you into i'm gonna add one thing emily if that's okay um hey. can i add something um so we always um, we i don't know if you know but we have a community engagement team at pride now this team works with various communities so i will say to anyone listening if you're part of a particular community and you feel you, you're not being heard or you feel you need help, the emails to the deputy directors of community engagement and the director are on our website. By all means, reach out. We have a representative for each of the communities. So we've got trans communities, we've got bi community, we've got everyone represented. There, someone is there to help you out. And the one thing I'll say that I will never forget, it was my, it was our, it was 2014. So it must have been our year two. Um, I got an email after Pride uh, from a young trans lady. Uh, at this time, we used to have body painted models around our stages. And she said to me, and I will never forget this. She said, um, Ian, thank you very much for yesterday. It was totally incredible. Because of you, I have been able to say to my parents, I'm a trans lady. And I would not have been able to do it without pride in London. I mean, I literally read this email and I, I just started crying. I couldn't stop. Okay, I was probably very tired because it was the morning <laughs> after, but, um, <laughs> but I will never, that's why I do try to help people be who they want to be. And I don't care where you sit in the spectrum. Mm. I, it's not, it's not important to me. Um, even straight allies that I need, straight allies that I need to understand their friends. And I forget a lot of straight allies coming to Pride who want to experience Pride because they want to understand their friends mm. and they don't know how to understand or to sympathize. That's what we're here for. So that, I will never forget that. That's absolutely amazing, Phoebe. I feel like I've learned a lot throughout just chatting to you now very, very briefly. Um, and the last question really for both of you is whether or not you've got anything else that you'd like to add, that you'd like to share with us, that you'd like to plug um, and any kind of final words of wisdom. Gordy, and I'll let you take it. And then I'll All right, I'll take it. So, um, oh, my God, I'm being... It goes against the goes against the grain to go before ladies. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else? Um, Pride in London is not just here for the day. We're not just um, we're not a party. We're not a demonstration. We're mm. not uh, we're not a protest. We are everything. We're a place that people should be able to be who they want to be and do and celebrate Pride however they want to be. Whether that is act, being an activist, whether that's being a demonstrator, whether that's being a party person. We are here to, to shine the light to you as a person, give you a day that you can be yourself. Um, we are always here to listen. So any of us, are, you can email any of the board or any of the deputies. We are always around. Uh, and we will then send it to one of our teams um, in my team, all my heads of department and my deputy heads of department are fantastic. Um, so they're always around. Uh, final words from me are, it's not easy to be yourself, whether you are uh, disabled, you're struggling with identity, you don't know where you fit, or you may, you haven't decided, because sometimes, as we all know, you just haven't decided where you want to be. That's you know? such a good So point. all I will say, <laughs> you know what I mean? So all I will say is, it's not easy to be yourself, but there are people here at Pride London that will help you be yourself if, if you let us. So just contact us. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And Carly, don't worry if you don't have anything. How do I follow that? How do you follow that? <laughs> <laughs> 
You left it amazingly. I echo everything that Ian said. The, the, the Pride in London family is here for every single person that is struggling to find themselves or knows themselves and wants to just just give that, you know, that voice and that platform. That's what we're here for. But for me, it's just to be open to things, keep being open to things that we don't know, keep learning, let's keep educating ourselves and talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, ignorance is what causes most things that go bad and wrong against all minority groups, ignorance and not that chance to open the brains and, and talk. So just keep open keep learning keep talking and change will happen wonderful and what a place what a place to end it um thank you so so much both of you for your time and your wisdom and your expertise and your knowledge and thank you to you guys for listening for more information or to have a chat with us please visit us at enhancetheuk.org from there you can also sign up to our undressing disability hub a platform for professionals to connect and collaborate in the arena of sex and disability. We'll see you next time. Thank you.